Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're in Judges chapter 6, verses 17 through 22. Judges chapter 6, verses 17 through 22. Um, because the Word of God is the authority in our lives, why don't we stand in reverence to it um, as we read it? Um, just giving God his respect where respect is due. Judges chapter 6. We'll be here uh, for quite some time, Judges 6 and 7, uh, simply because God's got a message for the warriors within all of us. And he's calling that warrior out to seek and to save your families, your homes. Um, And we're dealing with that particular story. Uh, This judge in the book of Judges, his name is Gideon. Judges chapter 6, verses 17 through 22. Uh, When you found it, say amen. If you're still looking, say help me, Jesus. There you go. Uh, It's okay. We are in his house. He was here before we came. Um, And so we can thank him for bringing us to this place. The word is on the screen. Um, I, will, I guess I'll read it in your hearing. I'm coming from, I believe this is the New International Version, verse 17. Uh, this is after what we talked about last week. Um, if you remember, um, on last week, we uh, sermon title, What's Up Champ? It was the opportunity where Gideon and the angel first saw each other and he calls them a mighty man of valor and he can't believe that that's who God wants him to be. But um, God oftentimes, because he puts things inside of us, will pull things out that we didn't know existed, but he knew it was always there. So God always knew that you and I were warriors created to give him glory. So here we are now finishing, coming to another portion in that text. Verse 17, it reads, Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Verse 18, Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Verse 19, Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat uh, from an F of flour. He made bread without yeast, put the meat in uh, a basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. Verse 20, the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. Verse 22. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord's face Sorry, face to face. I want to go back up to verse 18, which will be the stem of our message for today. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. Read this part with me. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Pray with me and for me as we talk for just a few moments, barely minutes. He's waiting on you. 
he's waiting on you. Father God, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. For today, oh God, if you would remove yourself from me, uh, this shirt would fall to the stage as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And yet you've ordained this moment. You wouldn't let me rest last night, Father, so that this opportunity can be given to someone. And so, Lord, I'm expecting great things. In fact, I'm hoping for it. Someone today will gain encouragement to be what you've called them to be. And now, oh Lord, consider their hearts and enable your servant to speak your word boldly. Stretch out your hand to perform great signs and wonders through your holy name, through Jesus' name. Let the whole church say, amen and amen. You may be seated. He's in the tent. He's asked the angel of the Lord to wait for him. And I can believe, Suava, the anticipation in his mind as he is working out this meal for uh, uh, the angel. As he peeps through the kitchen tent, Brian, he probably says, is he still there? He's wondering to himself, if this is really the Lord that spoke to me. You saw the verses before. He says, if this is you, show me a sign. So as he goes in now, he's making bread without yeast. We eat that for communion. He's making a meat sacrifice. And I bet he's probably wondering to himself, is he still there? Takes me a long time to cook when I'm on the grill, so I'm pretty sure it probably took him quite some time, too. He's looking for the curry and the cloves and the spices, uh, and he's wondering to himself, is he still there? Moves the food uh, into uh, probably a mud stove and gets it cooking up. He's got a broth going, and Sabrina, he's wondering to himself, uh, was he really talking to me? Was he really trying to tell me that I was going to be a mighty uh, uh, warrior of valor, that I was going to be great, that I was going to be awesome? And I want to share this with you. Uh, 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 Josiah, he was definitely talking to you. Cyrie, he was certainly speaking to you when he said, listen, I want you to go in and save your family. Juju, he was certainly had you on his mind when he said, listen, I'm coming to talk to you. You might be the least in your family, Celeste, but I need you to understand I'm speaking to you. You're going to be great. And all this time, Tui, he's looking out wondering, is he still there? The Bible says that the Lord waited, and I need you to understand something, that there is this awesome thing about divinity in the person of God that we might not fully understand, and that is that God can wait. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you'd agree with me because one of the difficult things for us as humans to do is wait. One of the most troubling things that you and I have to deal with all the time is waiting for other people to get their act right and figure out who they're going to be, what they're going to do, if they're going to switch into that lane, or if they're going to move through the grocery store expeditiously like we would like for them to do. Waiting is not simple for you and I to do. We don't enjoy it. 
We don't have a good time waiting, but God, interestingly, can wait. That means for this context, understanding what God is doing sometimes is, believe it or not, oftentimes he is sitting outside of our purpose. I would say he's sitting in our purpose, waiting for you and I to get in to that purpose. The truth is, some time ago, God came to everyone in this room and spoke to us just like he spoke to Gideon and told you, finish that degree, I'm going to make you great. He told you, go do that schooling. I'm going to make you awesome. Go do that. You're going to be a mighty warrior. Start that business. You're going to be awesome at it. Go ahead and do that. You're going to be great. And you and I are still in the kitchen trying to figure out if God is still there. I need you to understand, you and I can't outweigh God. He's going to wait until he gets his glory. You see, God can wait for us to get on the same page with him because he's already, he already knows what he has called you and I to do. Pastor, that sounds like it's possible for me to, uh, uh, not possible for me to miss my calling. Pastor, Pastor, it sounds like I can be wasteful in my time. I can take my time. I can do anything I want to and still fall into the assignment of God, listen to me clearly. Listen to me very clearly. You and I will always be used by God. The question is, will we be a willing vessel or a broken vessel? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the question. You, you, see, you see, a willing vessel comes and it, it, it goes where its master tells it to go. The truth is uh, that you and I are tools in God's uh, uh, assignment box. And so, and so he still can get the glory out of us. But if you are willing, you'll do what the master tells you to do. If you are a broken vessel, mm, he'll still use you. He, he, he'll still make sure that someone else will see him through your actions and mine. Oh, see, because most of us thought that when God said that we were going to be great, Zayden, and that when God told us uh, 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 that he was, going, he was going to make us great warriors and valiant uh, uh, fighters for him, that that was going to give us the glory. Yeah, we were expecting in those moments that when God says, I'm making you the head and not the tail, I'm putting you above and not beneath. Brother and sister, you and I thought that that meant that we were going to be be able to have the bigger things of life and the greater things in life. I need you to fully understand God's main purpose is to save you and I and to help us, have us help him save somebody else. You, got it. you can't miss that. You can't miss that. Yes, God wants you to have the cattle upon a thousand hills. And yes, God wants you to be able to be the best on your job. But if you're not giving him any glory with that, you've totally missed your purpose. If you're at work and you are the CEO living your best life, driving a Tesla Plaid, enjoying your life, but no one gets, but God gets no glory when you come around, Truth is, many of us know some very, very rich people who are very ugly. Yeah, don't, don't look to the right or to the left. You might have came in with one. 
Yeah. We know, we know some awesome, some, some well-dressed, put-together people never made a mistake in their life. And God gets no glory from the things that they do. But I need you to understand this. God will always get the glory because he's the one who gave the assignment to you and I. Listen to me clearly. You can either choose to be a willing vessel or a broken vessel. Either way, God's going to get his glory. Gideon's in the kitchen working on the food and he peeps out through the tent side. Kathy, he's wondering, is he, is he still there? As he looks out, he can see, yeah, man, he is still there. He is still there, and simply because, I need you to understand why God is still there. God is still there because even though you and I make a fool of ourselves, he still believes in the purpose he's called you to do. Even though we have messed up, even though we have been seen as the least in our family, even though we are not doing the thing God called us to do, have you ever wondered that when you call on him in the midst of trouble, why it doesn't take him so long to come? He shows up almost immediately to seek and to save those that are lost, and it's simply because he does not leave when we leave him. He moves just like the shirt on your back when you move. So if you go left, God's going to go left. If you go right, God's going to go right. If you go up, God's going to go up. If you go down, God's going to go down simply because God knows, listen, I've called you for your purpose, and I want you to get it, so I'm going to stay here with you until you figure it out. And so for those of you who might be wondering, I need you to understand you are a warrior predestined by God to save someone else's life. You are, individuals sitting in here right now, are someone designed to be a warrior for your family to make sure that your family goes to that next level that's good enough for them? But, but you know, Rico, that's not news to everybody in here because some of them already consider themselves warriors. And the fact is, some of, them, some of you already are. Mm -hmm. You're the one in your family who goes to sleep late, wakes up early just to make sure your family has what they need. You're the single parent who does everything for your children and for your family here. You take them to school. You go to work. You pick them up. You cook their meals. You take them to their activities of interest, whether it be soccer, football, dance recitals, or piano recitals. You take them to all of those things. You already the hero in your family. You are the only one in your family who sees a way out of things. Yes, you you know you're a warrior, but I need to, you to understand this other thing. God has also said that you would be a victorious warrior. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would be a victorious warrior. Oh, that does not mean that you're going to win every time, though. No. It just means that the chances, Joyce, of you winning are higher than they were without God. It doesn't mean that you're going to win all the time because if it does, then, then that would that go against what I talked about in the message on last week about how uh, uh, people get upset with God because bad things happen to good people. I need you to fully understand the chances are higher with you winning since God called you a victorious winner if you stay with God because truth is you and I can actually say to God, God, I'm too scared to live in the purpose you've called me for. I don't think I'm going to do it. 
Truth is, we can actually say to God, God, I'm, I'm, too, uh, I'm too afraid to, to make this move. Uh, God, I, I'm not sure uh, if I can actually do this. And if you and I were to look at the date that God told some of us we were going to be great, for some of us it was 20 years ago, for some of us it was 10 years ago, for some of us it was just a year ago or a few months ago, and many of us have not put one foot in front of the other to go to that greatness, and we are causing ourselves to be seen as losers when God sees us as winners simply because we haven't moved in what he told us to do. I need you to know the odds are in your favor. You are called to be a victorious warrior. And God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. The Bible says that there is this joy in heaven when one sinner comes. That's because they're waiting for us. He has this way about him that he's not bothered by the foolishness of who we are. But he's saying, she's going to go out and get bruised up in that relationship. You know what? I can use that for my glory. I'm going to allow that to happen. He's saying, oh, he's going to go up. He's going to get some, some bruises on his face and his hands and his knees simply because, you know what? He don't want to listen to me, but I, I need him to understand I'm going to be able to use that for my glory. I'm going to be able to use that lesson, that opportunity that he is dealing with. This is the other thing I want you to understand. Listen to me clearly. God's loyalty to us in staying with us and being there all the time does not mean that he is always pleased with our actions. Also, I want to put this out there because I, I hear the, as Izzy gets ready to come play, I, I hear the good Christians out there saying to ourselves, Pastor, you sound like you can tell the people they can do anything they want to do and then God's going to come and he's going to just, you know, it's going to be awesome for them. It's going to be great. No, I need, I need you to understand. God's loyalty does not mean his approval. It literally simply means he's still there. Hallelujah. The children of Israel are in Midian, and, and they are messing up. They're doing all kinds of crazy things, uh, uh, and they still have food. They still have wheat. Gideon is still thrashing some wheat, getting it ready so he can make grain and make food, and God is still there. You see, we feel like, and as I talked about in that particular song, that there are things that you could do that you can't, that God won't be there with you. I need you to understand, there is nothing you and I can do that can keep God away from us. And that the awesome thing is, is if he says, I will wait for you, he's going to be right there waiting for you. He's going to be right there holding down the spot for you. But I need you to fully understand so that you and I can get on the right track that God's loyalty to us does not mean he approves of the things that you and I are doing. That really means that in order to be great and the warrior that God called us to be, it means that there are some things you and I have to stop doing. Some habits we got to put up a fight against some situations that we really got to sit back and say, you know what, Lord, <laughs> I need you to help me get through this. 
some stuff that we got to actually be upset with ourselves about. Listen, you, you can't be mad and say, God's not going to like me. God's not going to love me. I'm unworthy. You must fully understand you and I were never worthy of God's love. Never worthy of his grace. Then sings my song, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. We were never worthy of it. So, 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 so relinquish yourself of that thought and the idea that there's something that you and I can do that for those of us who may probably have done all the right things and did all the right, made all the right choices, that, that, that they are in a better place than you and I are. Listen to me clearly. You are always on God's timing. Always. So if you come to your greatness, if you enlist in your warrior uh, 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 abilities 30 years later or three years later or 40 years later, I need you to fully understand, that's when God wanted to get the glory from your actions. Why can God still wait? Because he's waiting for you and I to get our act right, to get it together. And getting it together doesn't mean we do everything 100% right. It literally means we trust him more than we trust ourselves. So I want to say to you, young woman, young boy, young girl out there listening on today, the odds are in your favor to be a victorious champion, Pierre. The odds are in your favor, Dylan, to be a victorious warrior. Selena, the odds are in your favor. The chances are, with God, you will win. But can you get with him? Can you move closer to him? And, and, and I, I want to say this to you. Don't be upset about how long you made God wait for you to get right. Don't be mad about that. That's the devil trying to make you uh, trying to make you feel like, you know what, God's got something else to be upset with you for. Nope. He literally told Gideon, you're doubting me in this moment. You don't really think it's me, but I need you to know I can wait until you figure it out. He comes in with the bread. He comes in with the meat. He sets it down on the rock and the angel touches it with his staff. And the Bible says it flares up and fire burns away the offering that he put there. And, and then the Bible reads that part as if Gideon finally got it, April. Oh, shoot. It was God. I did see the angel of the Lord. need you to understand guys God can wait on you because he's a great God time is in his hands so he's not worried about it he will always get the glory whether you are a willing vessel or a broken vessel but he'll always get the glory if you today want to say Lord Lord I want to agree with your assignment that you've given me to be a warrior in my family, a warrior on the job, to fight with you and for you. I want to raise your hand right now. Father, in the sanctuary, our hands risen. 
who are agreeing, Father, that just like how you came to Gideon and called him, hey, mighty man of valor, God, we agree with the title you've given us. And then, oh Lord, our hands are raised, Father, because we want to create a habit, Father, of answering the call when you call us. We want to create a habit, oh God, Father, of making sure, God, that when you call us, we move. So, Lord, if there's anything in our lives that will stop us from being that great warrior you've called us to be, I ask, God, that you would move it out the way, that you would help us to fight against it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Come on, let's give God a hand praise in the building. Come on, let's magnify the King.